0: Prepping 2.0. You need to understand the seasonality of prepping, where you're going to have lull periods where there aren't terrible headlines, and you're going to have panic periods where there are terrible headlines. Understand the seasonality and act accordingly. When disaster strikes,
1: will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0. With authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready, Prepping 2.0 coming in 3, 2, 1. Welcome
2: everyone, this is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0 joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate.
0: 2023 isn't as spicy as 2020 and maybe you've backed off a bit on prepping. In this episode, we're going to talk about this phenomenon and how to reinvigorate your motivation to keep on prepping. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. Shelby has exciting news.
2: I do. I'm so excited about this. So. She
0: is. She's been buzzing oh, all my morning gosh. about this. And
2: drinking coffee. So it's a little weird in here. <laughs> So, as you all know, I love to garden. I love to do gardening as a prepper. I grow flowers, but I mainly grow vegetables. And I want to tell you about a great seed company that we recently discovered and want to share with you. Survival Garden Seeds. What's really cool, they have so many cool things about them. First, they're family-owned, American-made. Here's what's awesome about them. Glenn, I know you may not care about this. You do now. I do now. They are non-GMO.
0: Which I appreciate. And
2: chemical. Free. You know how hard and expensive it is to find those kind of seeds in a store?
0: What would that cost about at Home Depot?
2: Four, or five, six dollars a pack of like 40 seeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, they're very... So what's
0: survival garden seeds? Getting so right if
2: you take advantage in particular of their survival seed packs, which come in about 30, 50 and 100 pack, they're less than a dollar a pack. Hmm. We now have a partnership. You can find them over at our website at prepping2-0.com. Click on friends and affiliates. You'll see a coupon code there that will take you an additional 10% off those packs in particular. Folks, this is a... what I, We've they, been waiting oh my gosh. To,
0: to link up with a company like this because we are consumers ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are going to be using these seeds. We'll be... Shelby, will be giving you little <laughs> progress reports. Because with me, I'm like, do I have a bowl full of salad? Okay, that's great. That's kind of my my level of involvement.
2: And here's the cool thing. I want to say this. So you might be thinking, gosh, Shelby, it's May. I don't know if I get them in the ground in time. You buy them. They are packaged and ready to be preserved. These are heirloom seeds that if you keep them correctly, they'll last up to four to five years. I'm looking on the back of these seed packets, Glenn, and they're telling you because these are heirloom seeds. Mm They tell you. Those how, are the
0: ones you want, by the way, the, for absolute beginners at this.
2: Again, heirloom seeds are expensive. So they tell you how to preserve those seeds for the next season. I have yet to find an heirloom seed packet out there in seed land that tells you how to preserve the seeds and how to store them.
0: It's like survival garden seeds thought of people like our listeners yes. and how to make a product that they would really dig instead of going to Home Depot. And please do yourselves a favor. Do not buy eggplant seeds because eggplant is scientifically proven to be absolutely disgusting.
2: You might find some in your packs, though. That's okay. Yeah. It's still less than a dollar a pack. You can
0: feed eggplant to prisoners.
2: You can feed eggplant to other animals on your property. But regardless (laughs) of that, just think about it pack of survival seeds that are ready to be stored and can be stored for two, three, four, five years and they're heirloom quality so that you buy one packet, you can use it for generations and seasons to go. They're amazing. They're American made, great small business to support. We're excited to have them partner with us.
0: Top 100 items that disappear first. This is a list from Bosnia survivors. This is available on our website, which is prepping2-0.com for our many new listeners to every episode. Thank you, new listeners, by the way. It's under the heading top 100 list of things. It's a list of things that people in Bosnia notice disappeared first. It's a great weekly checklist to kind of keep things on top of mind, which is a phrase that I see taking off, by the way, top of mind. So anyway, it's a top of mind list. Number 14... Propane and propane accessories. That's my Hanky limitation, and it's pretty darn good.
2: Who saw that coming?
0: Nobody. Well, nobody who didn't know what All no, of our what fans that have been listening we to us for
2: a while, right. yes.
0: No. Propane heaters, we have them. We highly recommend Little Buddy heaters. I don't know who makes them, don't have a link for you. Get on the Googles or the DuckDuckGo's and find it yourself. They're the little one-pound Coleman propane canisters. They're fueled by that. Or in the case of a Big Buddy, there's two of those canisters. Fantastic spot heaters. Great for a million things, including football games. When it's a little chilly out, like in October in Montana.
2: Or Western Washington. We used them there, too, for sure. Yeah,
0: you get a Little Buddy or a Big Buddy. And you heat up your legs, and uh, all of a sudden you have a lot of friends. Yeah, it's everyone great, around you wants yeah, to. Yeah, they sit want to be you. your friend.
2: It's awesome. Yeah, we have it's friends great. that way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Reason of the week to be a Patreon: We do something that we like to call the Lightning Round, and we do that in the after show. And that's when Shelby asks me random questions, and the first answer that comes to mind gets blurted out. May I say? that it is doggone hilarious. Here is a preview of what you're missing in the after show if you're not a Patreon.
2: In the state of Georgia, Glenn, it's illegal to eat what with a fork?
0: Soup. Let's get into it. I wanted to set the stage. I wanna tell you that it's easy to get motivated and stay motivated to prep when BLM is burning down cities. Well, what about this lull period we're in? We'll talk about whether it's really a lull period where the headlines are not so nearly dire. We talk about why you need to stay motivated and more importantly, how to stay motivated. So sit back and enjoy. A fundamental point we need to make about staying motivated is that's why we do the show. We do the show primarily to start you off and motivate you and keep you motivated. Now, you might say, well, you guys have all these amazing topics like the um, low birth rate in the Western world topic, which got phenomenal reviews on the Patreon app. The Patreons loved it. I got to say, it's kind of. Next level prepping when you're thinking about decades long trends and all of this other stuff. We don't just talk about bug out bags. We talk about some pretty meeting things. We really don't
2: talk about bug out bags. No, we don't talk about. Because everybody else talks about them. So we don't need to cover that.
0: I would venture a guess. There are 10,000, and I mean that sincerely, 10,000 YouTube videos on bug out bags. Most of them have about 14 views. Anyway, you can learn about that. That's an important thing. You're just not going to learn about it here. So it's why we do the show, because in the process of motivating you and keeping you motivated. We motivate ourselves. I know that's very selfish, but we do this show because it really helps us. And we bring you along in our journey.
2: Exactly. That's a good way to say it. Yes.
0: And we show you some weaknesses. We show you some mistakes that we've made. We show you some things that we've done well. It's kind of like an open conversation. It's like our prepping experience and uh, we bring it to you every week in what i humbly say is the best produced prepping podcast in the universe we have an amazing producer who does amazing things and uh, let's hear it for the producer let's hear some clapping for the producer
2: Yeah, all right.
0: one of the other points we wanted to make besides that we're here to motivate you and ourselves is in the process of coming up with the topic for today. And this came up, Shelby and I drinking coffee in bed the morning of the show. Which we we do
2: every Saturday morning, by the way, because it's honestly like an extension of sleep because we are generally pretty exhausted.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we came up with this and it's amazing what we come up with. Can I just be honest? It's amazing what we come up with just sitting there drinking coffee. Here's one of the concepts and you'll see it woven throughout this show. There are really two seasons of prepping. There's the lull season, which we're currently in, and we will expand upon. And then there's the panic season, which we will expand upon. Think 2020, when every time you turned on the TV, another neighborhood in another city was being burnt to the ground. You should prep differently, we believe, in both seasons. But here's the key, you should still prep. No matter which season, no matter which season we're in, you should still prep. So lull season and panic season. Let's start off with our first season, which was a lull. But before we do that, Shelby has some things to tell you. I
2: right, just want to highlight our amazing sponsors. You've already heard about Survival Garden Seeds. But if you go over to prepping2-0.com and click on friends and affiliates, you'll see awesome folks like Pro One Water Filters. Oh, my gosh. Awesome water filtration system. Starting from a small to whole house. Katie Armour stands for Come and Take It, Armour Backwoods. Home Magazine, Mm -hmm. new publication just came out. I'm so excited. Minuteman Coffee. Yeah. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? My Mm -hmm. voice? EMP Shield protects all of your electronic devices, your home, your car, from coronal mass ejection, EMP, lightning strike. Paul Burke Realtor, he is out of Idaho and he specializes in getting prepping properties for preppers in general, but in in particular, first responders. You can find him at our website or firstresponserealty.com powered by Fathom Realty.
0: Wanted to cover the first in our lives and many of your lives, the first lull season we identified, which was about 2012 to about 2019. And these were the good old days. This is when we did not have people burning down cities and so it was 2012 or so. Some of you started in 2008. I know I started really thinking about it in 2008 and then I got really going on it in 2012 till about 2019. So let me just
2: point out 2018 and 2019 was kind of when we were combining households. Yeah. So we were combining prepping households. (laughs) Right.
0: And so we were slowly getting up to speed on the various topics. Well, What are the various topics? Gardening, water, food storage, food preservation, security, comms, all kinds of things. Network, getting a team together, which was not hard in my situation because it came together earlier than 2012. But many of you were out vetting people and getting to know people. And your network is an incredibly important topic and it's very time consuming. And as we'll see in a moment, it is a great thing to do during lull periods because it takes a lot of time. So we were slowly getting up to speed, and it was a pretty comfortable pace. It was still a lot of work. We were learning things and acquiring things.
2: And again, I want to highlight combining households where we had two or three canning pots, a whole yeah. lot of combining prep items and as well as household items, but and that was also during the time when we got our Harvest right dry freeze dryer. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to know, just because maybe the show wasn't up or what, there was prepping happening.
0: Oh, yeah. I think people know yeah. that we've been doing this a long time. 2017 in particular was an interesting year. And uh, this comes to us from a very good friend of ours who has not said we can use his name. So we won't. We respect confidentiality here. And uh, he said his landlord in 2017, after Trump won, his landlord gave him all of the landlord's preps, a bunch of food preps in particular, and said, "Well, Trump won, so there's nothing left to prep for." That was silly on the landlord's part. It was it was a it was a windfall for our friend, and we're we're happy that our friend got all this stuff. But that was a crazy mindset, and just because uh, the results of an election come out uh, doesn't mean. It's time to quit prepping, and, and candidly, I don't know of anybody in this audience that probably said, well, uh, Republicans in the White House, um, America is awesome again, and there's not going to be any reason to prep. Uh, natural disasters don't look at calendars, and they don't consider who the president is. Um, giant global trends, low birth rates. The um, distancing the world is doing from the U.S. dollar as a as a reserve currency, all these things go on no matter who the president is. So that was a great example of somebody kind of folding up their tent and walking away, and we think it was foolish.
2: Oh, absolutely, and I, and we've shared this story before, but and I ought to, I remember standing there looking kind of in this pantry closet area, and I looked at our friends and said, "Well, this." This is a start. This it it really was kind of just a really nice pantry more than anything. This is not pre. This is going to keep you for maybe if you pace yourself and if you, uh, you know, divvy up food very carefully every day might feed you for a month. This is this person likes to think they're a prepper, but they're not. So. Yeah, and and this, and this it's that sort of person that we kind of want to reach today going, keep prepping, don't stop, and, and the, you know, all the things.
0: Yeah, and we would say it, you should not be a headline prepper, and that's somebody that reads the headlines, is, is generally unengaged with what's going on in the world, which is a problem when you're a prepper. Right. You need to stay engaged. Now, don't be so focused that every time the stock market drops 100 points – you assume that it's the end of the world. Don't don't overdo it. Oh, and
2: it gets very emotional. It's hard to watch the news right now and not, you know, feel a bit of a gut punch because it. it there's some crazy things sometimes happening, but they're not really happening right now, though.
0: So don't be so reactive to headlines. Um, maintain knowledge of the headlines, but don't be a headline prepper. And there's the classic story of the tortoise and the hare. Um, and and a tortoise is a turtle and a hare is a rabbit um, for some folks that maybe didn't know that. Tortoise and the hare and, and uh, the tortoise ran this race very slowly because turtles are slow and the rabbit ran the race very quickly and then took a lot of rest breaks. Guess who ended up winning the race in this fable? It was the tortoise because slow and steady wins the race and Shelby has a fantastic email from a listener and a Patreon that illustrates this well.
2: Oh, absolutely. This is a great example of a tortoise winning the race. So he writes, Glennon Shelby, although I have been following Prepping 2.0 since mid-2019, this is my first time reaching out. I first wanted to say thank you for the work you do in helping American families like mine become prepared and self-reliant. I'm cutting out a lot here, so... Uh, He said, I wanted to share my story on getting into prepping and how you both have been one of the factors in shaping my path. My road to prepping began in 2013, kind of like what Glenn Glenn just said. I was a traditional, meaning part-time National Guardsman at the time, got an assignment to be a lead planner for a large emergency response exercise where the National Guard trained with civilian emergency responders. That temporary assignment turned into 10 years. The other two hats I wore during this time frame were as the National Guard's representative during EM planning and the guards lead in developing other interagency emergency response exercises. This guy is in emergency response deep. So he goes on to say, it was this job more than anything else that steered me into prepping. In this job, I learned about the many capabilities, both civilian and military, which the government has available to respond to disasters. I learned that the federal, state, and local governments have their limitations and what many of those limitations are. I saw how there are many very plausible situations that would be beyond the government's ability to assist large populations in a timely manner. I began to see preparedness as a responsibility of anyone who wishes to remain a provider for their family and a productive citizen during hard times. Listening to your podcast, VBSs, and reading your books has played a large part of my preparations. I have even purchased equipment from one of your guests on your show. Ah, uh, your Christian perspective to preparedness also means a lot. I believe God has given you a very important role, and your service has been benefiting families in this country's in this country. Excuse me, in more ways than you know. So, thank you to this listener and um, for reaching out. And you're a great example. Slow and steady, steady wins the race. Doing this for ten years, I'm not he- hearing anything about elections in here. Nothing
0: I'm, about bug out bags.
2: Nope. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So we wanted to give you that because that's what we view as a healthy mindset when it comes to prepping, slow and steady wins the race, not freaking out, but not slacking off.
2: So we wanted to look back and kind of compare this time to 2020 and kind of, and we were guilty of this. We have said this, even though at the time we were like, guys, just calm down, it's okay. We didn't do that. No. So what did you do in the last few days, Glenn, that prompted you to think about this?
0: I looked back at old photos on my phone. I, I had some downtime and I was getting rid of old photos and we're really old memes that were hilarious for about 30 seconds but you know, didn't age well and stand the test of time. We've all done that where you go back and you look at stuff on your phone. I found a bunch of old photos from the 2020 era and um, I, I, I photo, uh, I cap- encapsulated texts, for example, on photos. And one of them was really telling. It was from March 9th, 2020. This is the very beginning of COVID when we didn't know how big or how small this was. And uh, so you have to keep that in mind. And it was uh, a text from one of our team members who said uh, the, that Wall Street just suspended trading and that was of course because the pandemic and stocks were going way down and they had to stop the bleeding. And my response to him was, here's your sign. And I look back at that and I think things were pretty dicey and scary. Now we can all look back at it now and say that the pandemic was overblown and a bunch of other stuff, but you have to, in order to be fair with yourself, you have to go back and look at the context of what you knew at the time. So 2020, not only did we have this pandemic stuff, I think the bigger thing that got people really, I'll I'll say it panicked, got people really motivated to act, what was the burning down of the cities in this country? That would seem to be a sign that things are kind of messed up.
2: Coupled with defund the police, hamstringing the police, no justice for clear crimes that are being caught on camera. I mean, it was, it was, incentive. you couldn't count on no. the police
0: to protect you anymore. We saw gun sales go absolutely through the roof. There's a gun store in our old town in Washington state that went out of business because they sold all of their stock and they couldn't get any, and they more. Couldn't get any more.
2: And wh- who were they selling them
0: to? Seattleites who were, came out ours. to the country. Yeah. They drove hours out to the country where we were because they knew that all those rednecks would have a bunch of guns and turns out they were right, but. The rednecks had the guns for about one weekend, and then there were no more guns. So we. that being said, we do not regret how hard we prepped in 2020 because we got a lot done. And this is a classic example of what I was saying earlier about there are two seasons for prepping. There's lull prepping and panic prepping. Um, the Panic prepping season has some – advantages. It's actually good for some things. And that is things that that can be done in a panic that don't take a lot of time. For example, buying store bought food. We bought a ton of store bought food. And by store bought food I mean commercially canned things.
2: Number ten tin cans.
0: Number ten tin cans of chili, as I'm fond of saying, because we have a tremendous quantity. A lot of the photographs I saw on my phone, were you know the the back the the bed the back of a of your pickup, truck, yeah. yeah, the back the the bed of a pickup, full of stuff. We went to Cash and Carry, which is now called whatever it's called. Who knows? They change their name about once a year, so who cares? But, but we went
2: like the I restaurant
0: supplies three stores, or four
2: times with very large bills when we walked out the door. Yeah,
0: and Costco, lots of big bills at Costco. We were not the only ones. No. We would look around the checkout lines, and there's somebody with. 40 cases of spam, and that did not seem weird in 2020 because a lot of people were doing the same thing. A lot of you listening probably are li- thinking back to yourself and saying, yeah, 2020, I, I bought a gun or 10, and I uh, – <laughs> uh, Still
2: have that gun? I have
0: number 10 tins of chili. Um, so, yes.
2: So, well – Definitely, that's unsustainable. You can't do that for long periods of time. I, I, and you would agree with me on this. Do not regret that at all, because those same number 10 tin cans are double, the double, if not more, the price now.
0: And they, they last for forever, decades, yeah. and they are currently in our preps. And and I was stunned. I, I walked into the place where we keep um our food preps, our, our store-bought food preps, and I could not believe how much stuff there was. It's a was. mountain of food. The only way we accomplished that was being panicked. So panic has some advantages and it's actually a good thing on some levels as long as you keep it under control.
2: Well, and that, this is a <laughs> moment. Guess we had to move all that.
0: I know. I knew you were going to say that. I sort of was on chemotherapy. Oh, gosh, no.
2: There's no guilt there at all. But um, it was worth it to move it again for the price. It was worth it to move it. It was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah. And you're right. It's now double what it was.
2: Absolutely. Do not regret that at all. Yeah.
0: There's a good reason to panic prep, but don't do it all the time or don't not prep because you're not in a panic.
2: Right, and so kind of our point here as we get ready to go to a break, that kind of prepping where you're going and spending, you know, digits, lots of digits, I'd say four digits a trip to the store on prepping only, that is not financially sustainable. You can't do that constantly. We did it at the time because, and we don't regret it. No. Um, Don't, and and right now things aren't happening that where we would want to do that. We can keep what we had at that time, and we're fine. We've run
0: out of space.
2: Absolutely. So when we come back, though, we're going to talk some more about the lull in prepping that's happening right now and and flesh that out with you a little bit. So folks, don't go away. Join us on the other side of the break for more on staying motivated to prep.
1: More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com.
0: You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed.
2: Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP.
0: Go to newmana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website.
2: Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com
1: without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One Stainless Gravity Systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com That's P-R-O-O-N-E-U
0: Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT.
1: When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple-to-install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping 2 0com Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word.
0: Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature. The only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56 and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com.
1: Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher.
2: Thanks for rejoining us. We're just getting started with our conversation about staying motivated to Prep for even more. Stick around for the after show if you're a Patreon supporter, and Patrons get to hear the lightning round.
0: Speaking of the lightning round, I'm gonna give you a lightning round question, Shelby. What's one word that describes our approach to prepping? Please get it right. Layering. Layering.
2: Got it. Ding ding. There ding. you
0: go. Layering. What is layering? It means having multiple layers of different kinds of preps that may have different costs may have different shelf lives, may have different levels of convenience. Typically layering is best exemplified with food preps where you have some short-term stuff, maybe MREs that are pretty expensive. You have some longer-term stuff, store-bought food like chili, and then you have even longer-term stuff like freeze-dried food. Well, I'd like to talk to you about freeze-dried food. You may not have $3,000 for a food freeze-dryer. Dehydrating and freeze-drying are different things. So let's say you don't have $3,000 for a food freeze dryer. You can buy it and you can get it from Numana, N-U-M-A-N-N-A. And they are really good long-term partners of this show. And you can go on to prepping2-zero.com, friends and affiliates page, look for Numana foods. They're going to give you that anchor that you need of your layer that is freeze dried food. Definitely consider Numana. They are really good people. Archive Dive. Wanted to go back and tell new listeners, and we have a bunch of them, thank you again. This might be a good time to thank our radio listeners, oh, which gosh, we yes. never seem to thank enough. Thank you, radio listeners. It's not just a podcast, it's a, it's a syndicated radio show. So we wanted to go back and tell you about an old episode oh, that may episode. be of interest to you, and that would be episode 60, which aired December of 2019 it was called selecting and improving a bug out location with Brian of Strategic Landscape Design. Strategic Landscape Design is a company you should look at because they are consultants that help people figure out water and gardening and permaculture and security, all the stuff you need to consider for your bug out location. They can either help you before you buy a property or after you buy a property and they do remote consultations cuz with Google Earth you can you can see the place i mean it's not like you know and brian's in idaho it's not like he needs to fly out to iowa in order to help you well and
2: let me just put this out there he is one of our friends and affiliates if you go over our friends and affiliates page after listening to the archive dive episode he's right there at the bottom strategic landscape design will help you deck out your property and maximize the use of it as a prepper
0: excellent so we've talked about one lull season which was about 2012 to 2019 we've talked about a panic season which was 2020 now another season and that is we're in a what we consider a lull season in, here in 2023 and it means that there are not headlines like this city burned down today this bur- city burned down yesterday
2: "shop zone yeah. Chop, yeah yeah we're
0: seceding from the united states said the leftists not our listeners So leftists that listen to this show and try to catch us saying crazy things. Remember, I am a lawyer and I will sue you for defamation and I'm going to win. So what I just said is exhibit A. But let's not get into the uh, defamation litigation. Let's keep it at the uh, stay motivated level of topic. The headlines now are relatively innocuous. I say relatively because... There are tons of headlines that are disturbing, that could lead to disruptions in our way of life. I'm not saying that this is 1987, which I always kind of default back to as a year in which everything was going well, at least for me, at least for Shelby, it was a good time. I'm not saying that there's nothing to worry about or there's nothing in the headlines. I'm saying it's relatively innocuous, and my comparison is 2020, where that was not innocuous. So one of the things, uh, one of the headlines that's relatively innocuous is that inflation is quote down. Uh, Really? We're not so sure that this is really true. Shelby, have grocery prices gone down? Nope. Nope. Gas prices are down a little bit, but not that much. So when we say it's a lull, we're not saying everything's Oakley doggone Doakley.
2: Well, numbers that have come from our government say that inflation rate is down. Okay, that's fine, but I'm still paying $8 a box for Bisquick that used to be $2. Gas is Mayonnaise,
0: which is a staple.
2: $6 a jar. I mean-
0: No, it's not a jar. It's the little squirt one. The little
2: squirt one that used to be like $2 or $3 a few years ago. When we go to the store after work, you know, a few years ago, that was, you know, pick up some milk, some cereal, whatever, $30 trip. Now it's a $100 trip. So it's one of those things where, yes, okay, fine government, whatever you've done to the numbers to cook them and make them look right, to bring inflation down because it looks good in the headlines, functionally. It is not down. The rest of us are still paying high dollar amounts for food and staples.
0: That being said, the reason we focused on this as a relatively innocuous headline is that, candidly, we don't have hyperinflation. We don't have people bringing in wheelbarrows full of cash to buy a thing of mayonnaise. That's not happening. So that's the contrast we're trying to set. One of the cool things about a lull period is you need to pace yourself. And when you're in a lull period, you have a little bit more time. There's a little bit more margin for error or margin for not doing stuff. And so we are taking advantage of this. We have decelerated our prep acquisitions as opposed to our skills. We'll talk about that in a moment. We haven't bought very much prepping stuff. We've been sinking it into other things that are not specific items. We spent a fair amount of money on an amazing greenhouse that is really well built and
2: infrastructure.
0: Yeah. And has an irrigation system. We built a large storage facility for our food preps and other things
2: everyone around us thinks we call it the shop because yeah. what it could be used as a shop but what else? yeah
0: Why? yeah we're not exactly advertising to people what it is so we've decelerated from for example i don't think we've bought any canned store-bought canned food since 2020.
2: no nope. uh, nope. honestly not at all
0: right and we're catching up that's a critical thing You know what I'm going to say, Shelby, what am I going to say? Everything's a system. Yes. You need to have systems. One of the worst things you can do in prepping or actually any other thing that requires planning is to have a one dimensional view. I bought some seeds. Therefore, I have a garden. Obviously, you need seeds to start a garden. There is no self-generating taco tree, for example. I found that out from some listener comments. Right, we did a show
2: on that recently. And and I said,
0: wouldn't it be cool if there was a tree that grew tacos? The Patreons told me there is no such thing. Yeah, we
2: we debunked that very quickly on that show. Mm -hmm. I recommend that show, by the way. I think it was pretty good.
0: It's called Gardening Can Save Your Life. And it's so true. So we are now catching up. What are we doing? We are organizing stuff. We are basically... I don't want to say unpacking from when we moved. We just threw all of our stuff in several trucks and came over to Montana. Now we're unpacking things, organizing it. We're finding things that we didn't know that we had because we couldn't find it. Because again, it was such a rushed thing to move here because I was on chemotherapy. By the way, I'm doing fine now for new listeners. Don't want to freak anybody out. We are now catching up and we are catching up on our skills. A classic example of all of this is Shelby and the greenhouse. Now the greenhouse is up and running as of pretty much last night. I mean, there's
2: a little hiccup in the irrigation system. last night. But that
0: got cured last night. Oh, my gosh.
2: Amazing irrigation guy. We have an amazing guy. Yep.
0: So building that, which took a fair amount of time and money building that. But we knew it was a long term thing that we needed to do and working out some of the kinks. You might say like, well, why is the irrigation system getting worked out in May? Because it was turned off because it was 30 below zero. For uh, extended in the, periods of time. Ex- yeah, and so you can't have water in the lines. So the first year that we have turned the irrigation system back on, there were all kinds of little tweaks that needed to be done. Now we know. And, yeah, and, it's and, all and, a learning process. And the guy, the irrigation guy, who's amazing, showed Shelby what to do and how to do it. So that's a classic example. And catching up, we're, I should say, not we, but Shelby is planting seeds, figuring out when stuff can go in the greenhouse, when we still have frosts and freezes and all of that stuff. So it's catching up on something that we knew we needed to do, and we did last year. We started the greenhouse project last year. But it takes a while for some things that have a longer time period associated with them. It takes a while for things to get up and running if you're going to have a real live system.
2: So if I can add to that, and we've talked, and again, we talked about this in the previous show, and just is it safe to put this out here, Glenn? We're going to talk a lot more about garden this, uh, gardening in particular, yeah. gardening for prepping this summer than we have in the past because— we kind of after all the supply chain issues and shortages in the store and the inflation in the stores that is a logical place to go making and growing your own food am i right
0: yes another way of saying that is that when we were moving and throwing things together and when we had 2020 that caused us to go to cash and carry in costco every weekend and fill up the bed of a truck and then come home and put it in tubs and inventory it and figure out how to store it. Again, everything's a system. When we were in panic mode, we were slapping things together, and now we're in a more deliberative setting where we can work on some of the things, some of the topics, gardening being a great example, some of the topics that lend themselves to a lull period, whereas getting store-bought food lends itself to a panic period you right, see the absolutely. you see the point
2: and i just want to put it out there again when we talk about gardening and this is not the point of the show so i want to move on here in a moment but it is truly the system thing where when you move especially to such a different climate i knew how to garden i garden for 20 some years on the west coast where there's like a frost maybe once a year In Montana, we had constant freezing temperatures from November to, gosh, Mm mid-April, very different growing seasons. And so there's this process of learning how to work around that and work those climates for you and your gardening and your prepping system. So we'll talk more and more about that. But in In, other words, subsequent episodes, but I just want to put it out there I, I cannot stress enough. There's this mentality out there hey i've got a pack of seeds i've got a pack of survival you know whatever prepping seeds i'm good i'm gonna tell you this right now put those in the ground and see how many actually grow and make food for you the yields will be low your first season because you need to learn how to grow each plant how to maximize them for producing and and all their persnickety little personalities peppers are different than cucumbers they're different than tomatoes they attract
0: different bugs they attract different predators. All
2: the things. So it's so even if all you do is put a few plants in the ground one season, that causes you to learn more for the next season. And I'm a classic example of that. The greenhouse is growing with me because last year it was at this time that it was just getting put in the ground. I just bought some things and put it in the ground to see if I could just make it work, Get make us some food that summer. And I learned a lot from that.
0: And you've just set the table, no pun intended, yes, for a classic illustration of why layering matters. Let's say there were massive disruptions uh, this year in 2023. We had plenty of store-bought food from our panic prepping season of 2020 to get us through the period we needed to perfect the gardening. Because as Shelby classically says, you can't store enough food for the rest of your life. You just can't do it. And by the way, number 10 tins of chili, as delicious as that is, um, I don't want to eat chili for the rest of my life. So... This is layering everything we're the seasons lend themselves to layering because the seasons of lull activity mean long term projects get focused on and the seasons of panicked prepping mean that you get some of the more immediate needs taken care of. It's almost like nature where you've got various fruits and vegetables that that are harvested at various times of the year. And if you eat the fruits and vegetables that come do or come about in the harvest season, your body gets different nutrients at different times. It's it's almost like it's like some intelligent design, but we won't get into that.
2: Gosh, no. <laughs> so this is kind of that. Now that we're off of that, let's continue our talking about the lull of 2023. So we talked about how inflation's down. We've dec- we're decelerating and catching up. Yeah, which is good. This is the summer of basically putting our the systems that we have into place and organizing them because right now they're a hot mess. So and now we have some time to pace ourselves. So we've talked about that. And as preppers, this is again, think back to the example we had where the guy the guy said, hey, Trump was elected in office. I don't have to prep anymore. Well, no, keep prepping. But. Now's a time you can be a little bit, we can be thankful that we can kind of take a deep breath.
0: Thankful is the key word Yeah, there. They, Be thankful. Utilize this time effectively and understand that you're being given a gift of more time. And so focus on the topics that take more time, like gardening. Take advantage of this.
2: Organizing and putting systems into place for your things. Yeah.
0: So- We've talked about 2020 being a crisis year, and it didn't turn out to be the crisis that we thought it was going to be. By the way, thank goodness. Yeah, absolutely. We love being wrong. We are heading into a potential panic season, which would be the 2024 elections. Um, Will it be disruptive? I don't know. Um, I mean, Shelby and I were pretty good at predicting a lot of stuff in our books, but we're not holding ourselves out as... Nostradamus, although we've given ourselves the Nostradamus Award. I gave it to her, she yeah. gave it to me. So, well, does it really count when you give it to each other? No. No. But
2: but keep in mind though, too, all of us, if we take ourselves back to the summer of 2020, sit in a living room all together and have a discussion, we'd all be in agreement. This is, we're going south. This yeah. is, right. So
0: It was a miracle. Stuff didn't go uh, super crazy. No kidding. Crazy. Thank
2: the Lord. Mm-hmm. Seriously.
0: So, we just want to be accurate and it's sort of Varies from the, the narrative of this story about seasons, but it really doesn't. 2024 may be a panic season. We have another presidential election. We got all kinds of craziness. The deep state is doing its very best to undermine a lot of things. I don't think we need to go into well, details. And there's some
2: global players, too.
0: Yeah, there are all kinds of global things that could go wrong. Uh, World War Three out of U- Ukraine, for example. Um, china invading taiwan there are all kinds of potential things in 2024 if you had to do a snapshot here in mid-2023 i think the fall of 2024 is a reasonable time to be concerned about stuff breaking badly and so bear that in mind and that's another reason to use the lull period you have here in 2023 to do some things that need to be done and you need to understand the seasonality of prepping, where you're gonna have lull periods where there aren't terrible headlines and you're gonna have panic periods where there are terrible headlines. Understand the seasonality and act accordingly.
2: Well, and let's put this out there too. I think all of us as preppers can can look back over the last 10 to 12 years at, at each, whether it be midterms or presidential election, Those are the spiciest times for, so that's, so this is based on- So we've learned from 2020. So we know that it's coming up. We know that there's going to be tumultuousness everywhere, as well as in markets, as well as in pricing. So we got this. We know what to do now. And now that we've said it, now we can be very intentional in our prepping and yet use this time right now to- Again, here is say, take a deep breath, slow down a little bit, enjoy life, but don't stop.
0: Exactly. That is the key to this. Once you understand seasonality of prepping, you're not going to stop because you're going to realize that even if you're in a lull, there's going to be a panic season coming up. We think it could be fall of 2024, really the summer of 2024. Riots are so much more fun in the summer for those who riot.
2: Yeah, you don't see riots in the middle of Montana in, in December. The
0: yeah, no, I it's mean, cold. your rioting outfit needs to be tank top, flip flops and shorts. And that's more of a summer look. <laughs> so, you know, it's all about fashion. So bear in mind that we could be heading into another panic. Now, one of the reasons to do the time intensive things in the lull is that you have time. The other thing to keep in mind with the seasonality of prepping is that when you're in a panic season, everybody and their dog is gonna be panicked too. And you're gonna see gun stores run out of inventory.
2: Oh, we totally saw that for COVID. I mean, yeah, toilet every, paper. everything we saw in COVID is, is an example of that, yes.
0: And I think it's gonna be worse the second time because I think that regular, non-preparedness-minded people saw that there was actually a shortage of TP and and they realize now that when things look really dicey, uh, another pandemic, which is a possibility, or BLM burning down the country again, you're going to have even a bigger stampede to go get stuff because people are going to get oh my goodness, remember back in 2020 there was no toilet paper? That was really terrible. I'm going to go get my toilet paper now. I think you're going to have more and more panic buying by the general population as things as as people learn we're like ai we learn right
2: so i'm going to throw a little small wrench in this Uh uh-oh i while we say that this is a low period there's still small little micro hmms going on what does that mean we just went through the egg shortage We've gone through baby formula shortages. We've gone through different small shortages that seem to correct, thank goodness, after a month or two or three, once the kind of the system figures out a way to work it out. But just know, I mean, there could we could have some what all indicators, all of those in the food industry. Think about our you know, food industry guy. All of those indicators are there's going to be shortages throughout the rest of this year. So. Even though this is a lull, there's still going to be little things that go, huh. And and we know how to compensate for those now. Gosh, we learned so much about that in COVID. But I just want to put it out there. It mm-hmm. isn't completely all gotten in other words.
0: Right. And nothing we're saying is yeah. is absolute in black and white. Obviously seasons mean that it's predominantly one sort of weather pattern. Um You know, March 21st is the first day of spring. I can tell you that on March 21st here in Montana, it didn't feel like spring. It was eight below. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I'm not joking.
0: Yeah. So obviously season is a generalization. And so I think we've made that point. Well, we wanted to, and we don't try to start off a great big new topic right before we end the regular show and go into the after show, but it always happens. So here's a topic we'll start and we will finish in the after show. And that is the cost of abandoning prepping. So So, this isn't just slacking off. This is like quitting altogether. Okay,
2: so think about that. What for those of you who have been doing this for a while, you're and you think about what if I just threw in the towel right now and quit? Do you feel like your gut just got punched a little bit? You're like, oh my gosh, what would that? So we kind of panned that out and kind of fleshed that out. Yeah.
0: So and I would describe abandoning prepping as not building out a system, whether that's a gardening system or a water system. It means that you don't have that system to produce results. Look at the gardening. We've been touching on that quite a bit. If you start gardening and then just throw in the towel, uh, you're not gonna have any food, you're not gonna have any skills, you're not gonna learn anything. And so it was a complete waste of time and money, because you started a system and you need to finish a system for it to actually produce results. Another example of a system, and it's a different kind of system, so it's great to have two examples at both ends of the spectrum. As opposed to gardening, which takes a fair amount of time, there's water, which doesn't take a lot of time, but if you just buy water treatment pills, for example. But you don't figure out getting a physical source of water. You don't figure out how to transport that water. Uh, You don't figure out how to store that water and how to provide security when you're out getting the water. Um, You are not thinking systemically and you're being one dimensional by just having water treatment pills. Now, should you have water treatment pills? Absolutely. If you're going to do one thing, it would be probably getting water treatment pills. We're not saying don't. We're just saying that when you abandon a, a multi-phase system, that you're not getting the end result that you started with, and that when you realize everything in prepping is a system, you realize this principle applies to absolutely everything.
2: Well, and let's that's, that's put it out there too. If you go, if you put it out there, all right. I'm gonna. I'm done prepping. I'm just done. There's a credibility loss there. Yes. And may I add, there's also a, you may cause somebody else to hang up the towel too. And there's a responsibility that comes with that. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Absolutely. You know, I hadn't thought about you influencing others. I had thought about losing credibility. And this applies if you've got a situation. We had, we've had a couple excellent episodes, uh, one of which is called the four types of prepper spouses. Spectacular. Nobody else talks about this kind of like the low birth rate thing, just that sound you hear is patting myself on the back. But there are some varying degrees of reluctant spouses. And um, if you are in such a situation, no matter the degree of the reluctiveness, again, I make up new words every single show, um, then you're going to lose credibility with that person because they're gonna say, huh, it looks like you had a hobby that was a fad that you're not into anymore. And that's what it is to them. And and you abandoning, and we're not talking slacking off, we're talking full on abandoning. Yeah. You abandoning prepping is going to leave the distinct impression with people that they were right and that you just got charged up by headlines and that you dropped your hobby once it got hard.
2: Absolutely. So, folks, we got to wrap it up here. That's all we've got for the regular show. We're going to carry this conversation into the after show and uh, hang in there. We're going to have a great uh, lightning round. But, folks, as we always say, failing to prepare is preparing to fail by Benjamin Franklin. Have a great week, everyone.
1: Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.